Hey everyone, welcome back to the channel. It's Denise Salcedo and I am very, very happy to introduce you to you, my guest for today. She is a three-time WWE Women's Champion and two-time WWE Divas Champion. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Melina Perez. Hi, Melina. <laughs> Hi. Oh, I'm so happy. It's good to meet you and it's also great to be on your show. I know. I'm so excited. I know I mentioned this to you off camera, but I have to mention it to you on camera as well. I grew up a big fan of yours. I used to practice your entrance. I'm not going to lie. I used to get on the bed, try to do those splits. Couldn't do it like you, but I tried. Oh, bless you. You can do it. You can still do it. At least tell everybody. It just takes time. <laughs> How long did it take you to like uh, come up with the entrance, get the idea, all of that? <laughs> Not very long. It's just the weirdest thing because um, I remember in high school, there was a girl and she would just say, look what I can do. And she would do it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, let me see. And then I did. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could do it, too. So it's like I knew I could do it, but it didn't seem to serve any purpose. Like, like my mind didn't comprehend. I was just like, oh, yeah, like a gymnast. Okay, cool. But when it came to wrestling, I didn't know how to make it work. Like, I was like, oh, I don't want to do it as a move. Like, back then, I, I was not going to use it as a move. Right. Well, not until later. But, <laughs> but um, guys were telling me, you need to come up with an entrance. And I was like, what are you? Okay. And so they were showing me all these ways, like these guys, like trying to like be all sexy, you know, stroke the ropes, trying to do the whole Stacey Keebler going through the ropes thing. Yeah. And I was looking at that and I was like, yeah, but how about this? And I just dropped and then did it. And they're like, that works. <laughs> yes, it became just yeah. like very unique. And it was that one thing that was like impressive to see all the time. First time I ever did it. And I thought like, let's see if I could go through the rope. Yes, thank goodness. Isn't that crazy how something like something simple, like you don't really think about it. You do it. And then all of a sudden it's just like, whoa, I didn't think it'd be all this. Like right? never in my wildest dreams. It was kind of just like those things that are always meant to be, I feel like. I just feel like there's just certain things where it's like you do them, it works out, and it was just, I don't know, God's plan. <laughs> yes, I totally believe that. Exactly. Uh, so now before we, we talk about WWE, I do want to go ahead and ask you how you've been spending your quarantine time, self-isolation, with all the madness that's going on in the world right now. Uh, I, you know, at, at first... I was okay for a month and then all of a sudden it finally sunk in that this isn't ending anytime soon so then I started to freak out and then afterwards when I came to you know the acceptance stage <laughs> I realized like okay Melina you're never home you're always traveling you always say if I was home I'd do this <laughs> and finally like I have no excuse so I, I wrote a list and I started thinking okay now, what do, what can I do right now that I'm like, okay, got to conquer this, got to do this. And it's simple little things. Like I don't ever wake up early in the morning. <laughs> Enjoy it. If you never got the opportunity to do so before, might as well look at the bright side, right? Yeah. It, but the funny thing is, is because of this, like this one thing of waking up in the morning, it really has, it changes your day. And it's what they say since the beginning, you know, of time. How you start your day is everything. And granted, whenever I wake up, I'm always happy. But now I wake up earlier because of this plan of wanting to wake up earlier. I started realizing, like I started listening to music and podcasts and everything. And it's changed my perspective of how I start the day 
that's everything. If I listen to something positive, then it sets up everything positive for the rest of the day. My mindset is different. So I'm that much more positive than I ever have been in my entire life. And you kind of get a lot more done. You know, the earlier you wake up, like you said, you get to listen to music, you get to listen to podcasts. It seems like such a simple thing, but we don't always have the time to do that. It's so true. I think like my lifestyle of like waiting for everything to be at the end of the day, time does go quicker when you wait towards the end of the day and you have this nocturnal lifestyle. If like three hours, you could just be there sitting, watching TV or just talking to somebody and it goes like that. But in the morning, for some reason in the morning, three hours, you get a lot done in the morning. So I know it sounds weird that I just discovered this, (laughs) but my lifestyle in wrestling has been a nocturnal life. And I don't think I've woken up in the morning since, oh my goodness, since like high school. (laughs) Oh my God. You're like those early 7am days. Got to get to class. Don't want to go to school. Oh, trust me, we've all been there. But no, it really is true. And I don't know if this happened to you, but like also like the beginning of this, like staying at home, I was going to sleep super late and my sleeping schedule was all messed up. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird because I don't know, whatever this is, this because you're affected emotionally, it does alter you physically and how like everything. So this COVID scenario, what we're going through, it's affecting us, you know, it's everybody. Some people are able to adjust real easily and others, we just got to go through the the whole reaction, all the emotions and it it can be depressing. It really is. No, yes. And you kind of just got to stay on your toes and try to find ways to keep active with, which you're doing by, you know, listening to music and all of that stuff. So before we get into that, you did mention that one of the items on your list was waking up early. What were some of the other items on your list that you've been sort of doing or making sure that you're trying to get done? Oh my goodness. Since I've done this move, I have to get through all my boxes. And the thing is, is I've traveled, I've moved so much in the last couple of years that every place I've been to, things just stayed in boxes. So I want to <laughs> no. take everything out. I'm, I'm actually finding clothes from the WWE. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I remember this is from somewhere. And then I try to look it up. And then finally I find a video. I'm like, oh my goodness, I forgot all about this. Oh, that was a weird segment we did. <laughs> oh my God. You know what though? I love that. I love the fact that you can look at an outfit and then you can find the video clip that corresponds to that. That is incredible because usually you have to like grow, go and scroll on your Instagram or, or see if you remember posting a picture of your outfit that day, but you get a full on video. That's incredible. <laughs> I love that. Um, So now obviously talking about WWE, we have to just, you know, get into it because Melina, you were a focal point for the women's division during your time with WWE. And I want to know what that meant for you to you and your career. No, it meant a lot. It's just so sweet of you to say that because it's, it's really difficult because some people like suppress that memory for some reason. Uh, it's just, it was a weird time for me where saying my name was never a good thing. And it's also associated with, you know, the heel character and, you know, the rumors and all this stuff. Like you look up stuff on the internet and that's why I feel for kids nowadays. Going, like this is, you grow up on the internet and I didn't, I had the fortune, I was fortunate enough to live a childhood and everything without it. So then I never grew up with that kind of, you know, there's so many things I, there's pressures and scenarios and all these things. It could be a great thing. You know, you could do your homework, do research, you know, talk to all your friends, 
all this beautiful stuff with this technology, but the things that you guys have to go through where your whole entire life is watched by everybody online. And you don't have to be super famous to, to have that happen to you. But with like, with me, it would, but when it came to all the stuff that's going on, because I was such a private person, people wanted to know about me. They were intrigued, but they didn't see anything except the character. So rumors get created and all this stuff. And I was raised to never talk about your personal life. You know, it's okay. As long as you know the truth, you know, which are all great things to say and to believe in. But the reality is, is if you don't educate people on who you are and, and all this stuff, like they're left to believe whatever they want to believe. And after like, what, 15 years later, it's like, oh, I hope people see who I actually am as a person. But it's been tough because um, it, it's, it was hard for me to want to show people who I was and want to live. I was raised like a normal life where family and friends and to go from that to being the most hated person it was just like where where can i connect i want to hug people i want fam like you know i wanted my fans to be family and hug them and thank them but you have kayfabe and kayfabe's like no you can't be nice to people and it was so isolating that you know it just became depressing for me where i no one i couldn't talk to anybody i couldn't you know show love and i was just Melina the heel character and everybody including like sometimes a lot of times my co-workers would believe it too because I never talked I was shy and well, how did you handle that because you know you mentioned the fact that you're raised to think as long as you know the truth that everything's okay people can say whatever they want about you but as long as you know your truth it's fine but it's easy to say that, but it's different when you're the one going through it. How did you sort of try to ignore the rumors or if you could even possibly try to ignore them? Well, I would think as long as my family knew, but then I couldn't tell my family because I didn't want them to worry. So in my mind, it was all about the work, focus on the work. My moment of peace was, that's why I thank all the fans. My moment of peace was that wrestling ring and it meant, everything to my family to see somebody representing like our someone in our family they did that they're doing that they're we were just raised to you know have a family like go to school find a husband have kids you know what I mean that was yes. to be what we do and to do something that's beyond that beyond what we we ever dreamed of that that is possible so every step of the way out I it was for my family it was for my family and I wanted to make them proud because my parents were teenagers when they had us and my dad came from Mexico as a teenager to start, you know, a new life, something better than what he had. And I live every day so that he knows that all the sacrifices he made, everything that he taught us, everything, you know, that he wanted for us, that it was for something. And that every moment in that ring ring was to show him that everything that he did, I'm, I'm leaving it out there. I'm, I'm making him proud. I really, really like, you don't have no idea, obviously, that I connect to that. Also, you know, being Mexican, being Latina, being a woman. I mean, it's just all of those things. You, you, like you said, not everybody wants the, you know, there's nothing wrong with it, obviously. There's nothing wrong with it. Once the generic, I grew up in my family's home. I'm going to marry, you know, my husband, move on, have kids, and that's it. Maybe get a nice, decent job. But sometimes you want something a little bit more, a little bit different. And I think the fact that you went out there and, you know, you started working with with the biggest 
wrestling company there is, WWE. And now you know you're a recognized woman for what you did with the company. I think it's just fantastic. And then when you you mentioned the fact that obviously there's all these rumors and people thought you were like a you know a mean person. They believe the character, <laughs> or whatever. But I uh, I don't see it that way. Just for from my perspective, because I remember seeing you and thinking like. Oh, I want to be her. Like, that's it. That's all I'm seeing. I want to be her. And I'm 100% sure that I was not the only one. And I'm sure you've, you've heard this too, obviously, right? Long after I, I was gone from the WWE, like, it's so funny how in my head, this is what I thought because, you know, from the experiences I had then, I thought, oh my God, everybody hates me. Like, the depression happened more so because... When I was a little kid, I wanted to be a doctor because my heart was like, I want to save the world. I want to help people. And when I didn't, you know, go into, I stopped doing the medical field and went into wrestling, it felt good because something in my heart told me this is the path I had to take. I had to see it. I had to follow it through because something in my heart and my soul told me this is, this is what I need to do. And then when everybody was just like, it felt like nothing I was doing was right. No, like nobody was happy. That's the way I felt. I thought everybody hated me, that I wasn't touching people's lives and I wasn't making a difference in this world. Like I wanted to be a part of charities. When I saw people going and doing the, um, the uh, like all the charities and stuff in WWE. Oh, like the be, a, the, 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 be, a, the be a star? Yeah, the be a star. Yes, wow. yes. And I wanted to be a part of that, but because I was a heel, I couldn't. So it felt like I wasn't doing anything. And then after years, when I started going, um, doing appearances, everybody started telling me about how I touched their life. And I thought, oh my goodness, like, did you want to be like the heel character? <laughs> like, you wanted to be a bitch? And the stories I would hear was more about the strength, the, like, the strength that, the, that she had, the, the ability to stand up for what she believes in, and, all, and as well as the fashion and whatnot. Like, of course. People, it was just amazing and beautiful to see that. I thought, okay, like, if higher power, God, whatever's out there, thank you for this, because this is what I needed to know, I needed to hear, because when I got that championship, I didn't believe I was supposed, to, I didn't want it, I didn't want it, I was like, I didn't pay my dues yet, I didn't have the matches I wanted to yet, I am not the le in, on the level that I believe I should be to have this honor, and then when they gave it to me anyway, I thought, um, I, I don't deserve it, but I'm going to make sure I'm going to fight and work my hardest to be able to live up to this standard. And to, you know, I, I, even though I had indie experience, I was still green. I, I, my mind still didn't process certain things. So I was still working harder to understand the psychology and everything. So I did everything I could to live up to this because I want it to mean something. Did you ever open up to anyone in the company, whether it be some of the other women, whether it be somebody that was, you know, uh, you know, in charge about how you were feeling about how you wanted to connect with other people and, you know, get these opportunities? Not really, not really because, and it's not their fault. It's because I didn't know how to, to speak at the time. It's just, I was raised to think like your work, you work hard. You show something for it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. For politicking, like, I don't know. I'm not good with politicking or anything like that. And, and, and what you're saying, it's not necessarily politicking. It's just expressing what, what's going through my head. Right. And to me, I was still too timid because there were so many, um, not aggressive in the bad way, but aggressive in 
just the personality types. I'm so quiet in real life. I'm just quiet and timid that I didn't know. I was like, (laughs) and it's funny because no one would ever know that like watching your character, I saw it more as, yeah, I saw it more as she's so dominant. She's so badass. I need to have that level of self-esteem. And I don't think like right now when you were telling me like, oh, I'm a quiet person, I would have never imagined that like in a million years. (laughs) that makes me laugh but it's true she was my alter ego Uh, the person I I knew I couldn't be where I wish I could have said this but I couldn't say that because I'd feel so bad like I I was able to express things that I couldn't in real life in that character so it's funny how it works out people think that it's an extension of yourself and for some people it's true but for me it's the person I wish I could be that I can never be because my heart bleeds like if I tell somebody like blah 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 (laughs) there are moments I do there are moments I do tell people off and then later on I'm like I was thinking about it and I'm so sorry I should have said it a different way and you know (laughs) oh my god no yes I I honestly feel like we're soul sisters like the non-confrontational I'm so sorry that you said something really mean and I defended myself I apologize type of person yes I completely get that and it's and it's funny because like it's not you shouldn't be apologizing for standing up for yourself or getting mad or having a reaction and here's the thing that I learned is that you know being angry is part of being human it's part of an emotion that we are allowed to have and we're allowed to feel and that's one of the things that I've been like registering no no it's really true but this is what I've also learned too you can't stay in that state because it really doesn't do anything for anybody it it makes you stress out you don't you can't focus and then you hurt other people so I always tell people you know what I'll feel that feeling and then I get upset And I know I have to direct it to something like I have to either look at something cute, play with the dogs or go running or something to get that out of my system, feel it because it's real. This is your feelings, honor it and then think, okay, now that I'm calmer, what what do I need to do to fix the scenario? So obviously too, before you had, you know, your singles run, you were also uh, managing Eminem. What, what was that like for you? What was that experience? And I mean, uh, you were such a great manager. What What do you think were those qualities that you think made you from just being a good manager to being a great manager? Oh, the qualities. I think it's, it was the group. It was really the group because the thing is, is like, I, I could imagine being a manager, but if a person doesn't want to accept you as a manager and they, they don't allow you to do what you can do, they just want to be like, oh, I don't, I don't want a manager. Like, well, I don't need a woman to help me out. Sometimes <laughs> in the past, people have reacted that way. But Joey's like, no, well, this is, we have something that makes us stand out. So he saw an opportunity. He, he taught me as best that he, he could teach me. I learned as much as I could. I listened and I applied it all. And we worked together. We were a unit. And the chemistry between everybody, it was beautiful. Like, it really was. And... I, I could hope to dream to ever have that feeling again where you, you have a team that works together and it's all about the same page and the same goal and having the same experience, which is having fun and doing the, the best that you can with this great opportunity. Like, that's what we did. And they helped me, the learning, paying attention to, to what I can do because it's not about just standing there. Like, people give managers such a bad like, stigma where I'm like, what? It's just because I'm a female 
if I was a male, that'd be different. You know what I mean? Like you'd be regarded as one of the greatest different, different sort of perception. Yes. Definitely, but because I was a female and I wore the skirts, they're like, she's just a whore and she's just standing there. She did the splits. I'm like, no, if you pay attention, I did stuff. I did stuff. And it was about the character, it was about the storyline, playing to um with the guys who, you know, were telling a story of this relationship together, how we are a family and we're looking out for each other. And everything I did was to showcase them or to help them. And then exactly. they would do it in return. And we were a family. And, and it, the think, managing art is beautiful. It's beautiful art form. And not only that, I think that, you know, having you be one of those people that, you know, did it earlier on. Now we're seeing, we've seen people like Lana, who when she was managing Rusev, what right now with what Zelina is doing. I mean, I feel that that sort of started it off where now having female managers, it's, it's the cool thing to do. So I feel that's a testament to what you started off doing with Eminem as well. So now, what was it like, though, for you to transition from being a manager to being a wrestler? Oh, my goodness. It was like, finally, I get to do what I wanted to do. <laughs> it was like a celebration. But at the same time, it, I didn't want to give that up either because I, I love that. Because the thing is, it's really cool. Say if I work with the girls, which is beautiful or the women <laughs> I'm trying to do my best yeah. like, no, we're women because <laughs> I do I, I know sometimes I call myself you know a girl I'm like what am I talking about I'm a woman <laughs> exactly I, I still woman. like the saying though girl I, I like either or <laughs> <laughs> so then like uh, when it came to like I love working with them I love wrestling but the thing is some of the guys had like awesome signature moves that as a manager people always wanted you to see you get hit by it. So yeah. for me, I miss getting hit by all these like big name moves. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, oh, I get to mark out as like, a, like the inner child gets to mark out. I'm like, yeah, you take this move. But awesome. with the girls, it's like, we were, we were all new. So it's, we're establishing each other. So Mickey got the rub from Trish and Lita and I kind of did with Trish, but everybody else didn't have the luxury of being able to have worked with with the legends and the people from before the generation, like the era before. So it's like we had to establish each other. And that was, it wasn't as fun as if you would see like somebody who's already established, go encounter with this new person, what's gonna happen? You know what I mean? So we did, I'm proud of all of us. We did a great job for what we had at the time. And I, there's, there's nothing we could have changed. We did a great job for what we had. And you mentioned working with all of these women. What was the relationship like for with you guys, uh, you know, backstage? It was good. It was more like um, we work with each other for the moment. When it comes to, like, depending on what, uh, which people you mean, because when it comes to um, Mickey, especially me being quiet, it was just like me watching. Like, okay, what can we do? Yeah. Well, how about, like, sometimes be like, well, how about this? You know? <laughs> kind of like an observer. <laughs> bless their hearts for like the beginning stages of me and then I could see how the newer people would be like maybe because I took what I did seriously I said well I know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this and this and that I became more spoken when it came to like me being a veteran and I would say what I want to do and if it's okay blah 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 but this is what I have in mind blah 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 and thank goodness they trusted me in what I did but I always listened to them and said okay you could like oh yeah let's do this da 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 but when it came to like say Trish, I 
I just listened to everything she said. I was like, okay. And when if she asked me, it was like, what, what would you do if I did like the matrix? Like, well, how about like this? <laughs> oh my God. She's like, do it, do it. And I was just thinking, wow, this is so cool. <laughs> this is so cool. She's letting me do stuff. <laughs> it's kind of like that older sister mentality where you're just like, she's so cool. I want to be best friends with her. <laughs> That's exactly like it is, but then I'm not saying it. So yeah, so she was really lovely for me. It was just like, thank goodness she was like sweet or she is sweet and patient and understanding because, you know, she's just easy breezy. Just, you know, talk to me. Okay. And then, so we'll have like little uh, moments backstage where I'm like, is it okay if we take a picture? Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> Trish Stratus, let's be real. She could have been mean or whatever. She could have been a real diva and people would just be like, well, it's okay because it's Trish Stratus. So she could have taken the, she could have taken the other route, but she didn't, which I think is pretty awesome. So now obviously this is going to ask me to ask you the question in terms of what are your thoughts on the women's evolution in, in WWE and how it's developed? <laughs> oh, there's so many things. Like there's so many crazy stories and thoughts and everything. Like I, whatever it took to get to the point that they're like, they're at, it's beautiful. I always tell everybody, I, you know, I may not have children, but everybody, like the people I'm, I'm meeting, um, girls who are named after me. So I'm meeting Melina's everywhere. I'm meeting people who got inspired by wrestling because of me, everything, everybody, all of you guys are all my kids. So I want a better life for every one of you better than I had it. So if you are able to have that opportunity to, you know, have a, like have a chance to do all these things, do it. I want you to do it. It has, whether I get credit or not, I'm not even, I'm not even going to fight anymore. Like, yeah, I'm like, you know what, if you want to diss the diva era, fine, whatever, to each their own. But as long as we got to the point that we needed to get to, that makes me happy to see. Did you ever think that change would, would occur? I... I, everything that I did, I kept doing it because, I mean, I, I felt like we did a great job in the ring. There were, of course, there were moments where we did uh, like a broad panties match. I did one pudding match, but that was like one or two times out of a, a span of what, six years or yeah. seven years. And everybody wants to think that those seven years was nothing but broad panties matches when there weren't. And every time we got the opportunity to go out there and try our hardest, even if it was for two minutes, we did it. We, we I think they wanted to see how we would be um, uh, affected if, if we failed in two minutes. But no, we're like, okay, we'll take, if that's what you want, we'll do it. And we took every opportunity to be able to, whether it was long period of time or short, we're like, we're gonna do our best in that amount of time, we're doing it. And every time we went out there, it was so that in hopes that one day we'll get an opportunity to like, we're trying to prove to them we're going to, we deserve an opportunity to do more. And so it was something that was definitely talked about amongst the women. Like, Hey, we want more. Yeah. But I knew in my heart, I knew in my heart that I was never going to see it. I knew I was never going to see it during my time, but that didn't mean that I wasn't going to try every single time I'm there. You know, it has to start somewhere. But just like my parents taught me, that's why I like me doing more for my family because they sacrificed so much for me to have the life that I have. It all started from somewhere, it started with family. And if they couldn't have that life, they want their children to have that life. And that's the way I live my life. Whatever I do in life, it may not necessarily be for me, but it'll be for somebody else that it can help someone else so they can live a better life. 
That's really awesome. I love that. Um, who are some of the women right now that you're a big fan of? Some of the women that you may have even liked to work with? Oh, I always say like, um, I love Oscar. I know there's like uh, all this stuff is going on there. They, they're saying that something happened. I don't watch. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. But Oscar's great. I mean, her character is just, uh, she's so good. I like, I, I almost feel like it's like improv. I'm not sure, but it's fantastic. <laughs> I love energy. I love energy. I love as much as people hated my audibles, you know what I mean? The streaming <laughs> and I always do sound effects whenever I do something. But I feel like every time, like, say if you had like a axe and you just chop some wood, I wouldn't be silent chopper. <laughs> so when you do something, of course, there's noise. And that's what I did. And when I look like look at Asuka, she's got that same energy and passion and the, like, I just, I feel it and I love it. Charlotte, I feel it and I love it. I would love to, um, everybody always says Sasha too. And I was like, yeah, that'd be a good one. Trinity, I love her as a human being too. She's so athletic. Would love to work with her as well. And I always keep telling me like Mickey and Natty, I want rematches with. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. I would love that. <laughs> um, do you think that you would ever return to WWE to like do, even if it's just a one-offs or for a full run or do you, what are your thoughts on that? I always say everything will happen if it's meant to happen. And if it, and if an opportunity um, shows up, of course, like who wouldn't, but um if that, if never, if there's never an opportunity, I'm okay with that too. I'm thankful for what I've been able to do because I didn't even think I'd be able to do that. Like I never in my wildest dreams ever thought that there would be, I would be on TV or I would have a video game or a action figure or be, you know, be in magazines in England and Australia and Mexico and different parts of other countries. You know what I mean? Like Never have I ever thought that that would be, I could do that. That would be me. So all this, I'm happy. I'm very grateful. That's super awesome. <laughs> and most recently you, we saw you working with uh, NWA. Uh, what made you decide to uh, join up with them? Oh, it was, it was the pitch. It was the pitch. <laughs> because not only is, is NWA has such a, uh, you know, the history of it and everything, it's, it's something that I did want to see stay alive. And when they told me, cause I was really scared about going back into wrestling because I thought, Oh, you know, I don't want to go through the feelings that I had when I was there being misunderstood and everybody just kind of scrambling for a position and being upset that if like, Oh, well, why does she get to be in this spot? And I'm like, Oh my goodness. I don't want to do that. I just, I don't want the drama. I just want every, like, I want to be around people who just want to perform. And I was very fearful of that. And they said, no, these are all a great group of people. You know, I, I wouldn't steer you wrong. And it's just everybody, every, everybody who was a good person coming up to me saying, let me tell you, let, I'm, I vouch for it. And so when I saw the people I trust telling me that, I was like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll give it a go. And it's like, yeah, at some point, how do I want to say goodbye? Like, am I just going to drop off the face of the earth or what am I going to do? And I thought NWA would be a beautiful way to say goodbye. 
Wow. And it's, I was also thinking about that when you took, you know, after you were released and you took a break, you know, I guess many people would assume that, you know, when we usually see guys that leave, then they go to impact wrestling or you see something like that. So it was kind of interesting to see that you sort of went a different route. And I was wondering about that. And I guess I know now why. So, I mean, that's just like really interesting to know. So now with NWA though, you know, you're wrestling in front of a studio audience. How different was that than doing it in front of an arena audience? It was, it was so different. It, 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 at first it was just like the initial, you know, you're used to going out of like a curtain with music and everything and you're like vibing off of the music, but then you go out of this curtain and there's no music. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in, it, like in that moment, I thought, ah, I don't like it, it makes you pull out different tools in your brain and your abilities where I'm like, why do I need music to know who I am? I'm Melina. So then it's just like, right? I don't need music. I was walking out there. I don't need music. <laughs> and it was just interesting, like to see, to, to that feeling and the ability to get emotion without having to need these extra tools and the crowd, even though it's like, it's a small um, audience, like studio audience, they were amazing. Oh my God. You still feel the energy. Oh my goodness. Completely, completely. It's a really great experience. I'm, I'm very grateful to be able to have the opportunity to go from arena to like also indies and then now studio. It's just incredible. I, I'm, I'm so, I feel so lucky. And obviously, you know, NWA sort of took a hit with the speaking out movement in terms of, you know, losing uh, Dave Lagana and all of that. Uh, what are your thoughts in both on what the, what is going to happen with the company after all of this and also on the speaking out movement as well? The, when it comes to the company, um, I believe that because like it has, it's, you can't with one person, you know what I mean? That doesn't it doesn't have to hit the whole entire company. Whatever everybody chooses, I stand behind and I understand. But I have faith and I know what NWA is capable of. I know that the fans will be supportive. I know that the wrestlers will be supportive. And as long as we all have each other, that's all that matters. So I, you know, we took, we've taken hits before when it comes to NWA and in life and we've overcome it. And I believe we can overcome this. As long as we have each other and we stand by each other, you know, that's all that matters. And when it comes to the speaking out movement, um, I am, it makes me happy to see that people are standing up. Um, you know, for, for me, it's just, it, what I need people to understand too is that if you're not ready to speak out, don't feel like you have to. And I know there's a lot of people who, who have gone through stuff. Like for me, even though I've, you know, been active in telling people about my, not completely my experience, just to let them know that I, that has happened to me. And I just tell people to stay strong and know that there's people out there who can help you. And to me, therapy and everything, that is number one. You get your mindset right to overcome this trauma because you could feel like you can't live life after this. It's the feeling of when you're, you know, of that initial trauma is as if you can never, you want to be the who you were before that incident and you feel like you can't go through life ever again because you're not the same person. But there is life after it. There, you can overcome it. And for me, that's the most important thing to do is to get help for, your, for yourself and don't feel like you need to be that person to expose your whole entire life and fear that. 
first comes your health, your emotional health. That comes first. And I think it's a beautiful thing. Like for me, well, who, well, the people who've helped me, certain um, TV shows have helped me when I hear, when I see them speak out about sexual assault. And also like Lady Gaga, like she, when she speaks out about what her, what happened to her. That's very vocal. Yeah. That's everything to me. And there are moments where I'm like, I wish I could be that person. But at the same time, there's, you know, I have to honor I wish I could, I wish I could, but at the same time, I need to honor the fact that if you're not ready, you're not ready and it's okay. That is okay. And you can, you know, don't put that guilt on you. Life is already hard enough without doing that too. On top of that, you have to overcome this. And sometimes people can rebound quickly and, you know, bless them. But for some of us, it takes, it takes a long time. It's a journey though, isn't it? Everything is. I, somebody wrote it so eloquently on social media, basically saying like for the women that can't speak out yet, like that's fine because you're on a different path to whatever it is that happened to you. And it's not easy. And I think that the fact that it's not easy to talk about should also show those non-believers or those people that don't understand this movement should show them like, Hey, this isn't easy. Like just because you're not, you know, and then the other thing is that this isn't just some Something that happens to women it's something that happens to men too and it's sad that so many men they cannot speak out and I guess in a pro at least we can but there are still men that that cannot which is very unfortunate but it was a very uh interesting period to be on social media you know and reading all of these stories during the speaking out movement yeah but we all need to also realize too it's not only um this doesn't just happen to women. Like you said, it happens to men, but it also happens to children and it yes. happens to elderly. It's just, it's so awful that we have human beings who, who just want to take what they want when they want it and not listen to the other person or care about the other person's welfare. It's just still hard for me to be able to, to articulate it all, but it's just for me, my heart bleeds for everybody. And I'm thankful to see that people do speak out. But at the same time, I, I feel that anger doesn't solve anything. Anger does not help us. If anything, anger just keeps us in that, that spot where we're just, we're, it's like we're shackled to this trauma. And I don't, for me, I don't want to go back. I've done so much to overcome that I don't want to come back and be, be there in the hate in the sadness and in, you know, this, this, uh, depression, I want to move forward and not let my victimizers ever feel like they have something on me. No, I want to be stronger than that. I want, I, this is my life and I want to reclaim it. And that's what I think is the most important thing. The most important thing for um, victims to, to know. And that's well, why it's like, okay. Oh, thank you. Well said. I love it. I, I just, uh, hearing you talk about it and, you know, being passionate about it and so authentic and real, it, it's just a really nice uh, perspective to have, um, especially here on the show. So now I know this is, I, I don't know how to switch topics from here because it's such a heavy topic, but we're going to go ahead and jump into your future goals. I want to talk to you about um, what are some of the bucket list items that you still have left in your career, whether it be in wrestling, out of wrestling, all of that. Oh, bucket list things. Um, you know, it sounds so non-careerish. The thing is, is like, I'm not motivated by money. I'm not, it's not like, I'm not trying to be the most famous person in the world. I'm not trying to be the richest person in the world. I just want to make people smile. 
and I want to feel like I enjoyed everything I, that life had to offer for me. So I, I want, I still want to continue to go to as many places as I can to meet, meet as many fans as I can. I all, um, I want to be able to, I always tell everybody, I want to go to Machu Picchu. I want to go oh, see the, yes. the <laughs> I've seen the pictures. <laughs> yes. I want to do all that. Aurora Borealis, you know, I want to just see the Northern Lights out there. I want to go see the pyramids. I want to go to Africa. Like I want to do these things. Definitely those four before the end of my time. And, but everything I've gotten to do so far is great, but I definitely want to do that. And right now it's just like, uh, we're doing, I'm doing the, the Patreon, I'm doing the cameos, I'm doing the raves, and now I'm doing, like, the YouTube reaction videos. Oh, those are good. You need to do this. Like, whatever it is, even if it's Lady Gaga, it don't matter. Like, you should do reaction videos. I do them on my channel. They're so fun. Maybe we could even do one together someday. Yes, please. Yes, please. That would be but awesome. I've never had the opportunity or time to be able to do stuff like this, so... It, it's like it's a it's a thing that's like okay I'm blessed with this time now I why does might as well do this like I yes. why not exactly <laughs> so now this is a new adventure so now I'm like okay this is gonna be cool <laughs> <laughs> I think so too and you, you'd be surprised like all the stuff that you can get down you know they always say see the glass half full see the bright side this is the situation where we sort of have to apply those things now before we move on to our last and final portion I do want to um, make a mention because I know you trained at Empire Wrestling Federation under Jesse Hernandez and I just had to say that I've been their ring announcer for like the last year oh! there so I was like oh my god we have this connection here so I just kind of wanted to ask you about your time in EWF. Have you talked to anybody there recently? Oh, no. And I should, though. I should. Because, like, now, because of the quarantine and everything, I've been on a mission to to be, try to contact people more. It's just hard because I have lists. I actually have lists. Yeah. Did I talk to so-and-so yet? Da -da 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 -da. So I'm like, I want to talk to all my friends to let them know I love them. I love them with all my heart. Thank you. And try to be more, like, talk to them more often. Because I just, with the traveling, everything, I get really flighty. So I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes, yes. But I, I do need to reach out to EWF. But um, yeah, I was looking at videos and stuff and pictures from back in the day, just this past week. Mm -hmm. And I look at it and I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I wonder, in my mind, it's just like, I just did. But I wonder if it was hard to like teach me, even though they said they're like, you were a natural. I'm like, there had to have been something where I would screw up on something. You're like, are they just saying that to me? Yeah. And I remember like I was looking at, I've managed back then, but back then I didn't understand the managing. Like I was not, I didn't realize everything that you could do as a manager. So I look at it and I had these moments of regret. Like, I wish I asked more questions. I wish like I could have like realized what, what they could have taught me. Like, it's just funny to look back and think about all this stuff. But EWF's been great to me. I mean, they gave me a home. They didn't push me to like, here, be a star. Yeah. They just, they knew that I just wanted to learn. And they just kept teaching me because I was so eager. And they were just happy to have me there. And then, you know, all these years later, they gave me um, a, a Hall of Fame plaque. So I'm in oh, the yes. WF Hall of Fame. And I just cried my eyes out because, you know, that's just it's beautiful, you know, it's, it's your roots, you know, and, and I never thought that guy would, this would be me. You know what I mean? When tough enough happened and I didn't make it for that split second, I thought I'm probably not meant to wrestle. I'm probably go, supposed to go back to, to the medical field. 
So I was walking it away thinking, I'm done. And then Al Snow's like, no, keep going. I was like, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll just but keep I going. <laughs> yes. I love I that. Yeah. And all this, all this beautiful stuff came out of it. I mean, there was a lot of hardships, a lot of bad moments, a lot of traumas, but ultimately there's a lot of beauty in, in these hard roads, you know, and I'm grateful for every, every bit of it. Incredible, incredible. Well, I'm so happy that we touched on that as well. So now, Melina, we're going to move on to the lightning round portion of this interview, which is basically 10 questions about yourself, just like random questions, just so your fans can get to know you a little bit better. So usually I love doing these, by the way. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and do it. Are you guys ready for a lightning round with Melina Paris? Let's do it. Question number one, what is your favorite wine? Favorite wine? Actually, Riesling. There's this beautiful Riesling. Oh, I forget what it's called. It's made in Germany. When I went to Germany, I was like, I need to go to the place that makes this. They'll know. They'll be like, Molina, you should know. But there's this great wine, Riesling wine from, um, from Germany that I love. It's my favorite. Question number two, favorite thing that your dogs do? Oh my goodness, smile. <laughs> smile. Like just breathe, open your eyes. I'm happy with it. <laughs> I just talked to them. Like, this isn't part of the lightning round, but how many dogs do you have? Three. Three. Oh, I'm, how cute. I used to have five. And then it's just like, okay, we had to find a home for the run, like not the runway, but we found him on the street. So when we had to find a home for him, I was like, oh, I cried. Aww. And, then, and then my little tiny one passed away um, two years ago. But you know what? He had the best life ever. Like he knew a life without any pain, without any suffering. And I'm like, I'm so proud of that. I'm so thankful. Like I gave you everything, little guy. Yes, you gave that to him. That's incredible. Uh, question number three: Who is your favorite person to travel with? Oh my goodness. Well, I know this isn't in the WWE, but um, oh man, Jillian will be angry if I don't say her. <laughs> but you know what? Like out of wrestling, I used to like go places with Thea, and like I love going places with Thea or Zelina. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, but we went everywhere together and we just go on adventures that you don't even plan. We're like, let's go here. Let's do this. What were and some I of the places that. you guys went to? Uh, the, we're always going to bring up, even though we drew, did a cross country road trip at one point and that was funny, but the one we'll always remember was the Hawaii trip that we did for my birthday. And we just did everything. We're like, you know what? Balls to the wall. We're doing this. Everything. That is <laughs> so, so cool. Much fun. <laughs> oh, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall for that. I was like, I was like, okay, Melina and Zelina, like just going out there and having fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, question number five: uh, Who are some of your favorite music artists? Oh my goodness! Oh, this is tough because, like nowadays, recent days, I don't know any names of anything. So it's just like I'm like, oh man. So I'm not gonna give props to the people I want to give props to, but. Um, I always go growing up because when you're young, you remember everything oh, yeah. the first stuff you listen to, but I'm always going to go rock because of like the Beatles and like, you love the doors and queen and Metallica and U2 and Aerosmith. And you know, I, he, I was huge on, um, no doubt. And oh, then yeah. you get older. It's like, Oh, also got to throw Selena in there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Of course. Oh my God. I wanted to be her so bad. 
<laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Oh my goodness. I loved every bit of it. Like there's so much, I love music in all its forms. Like I like to listen to like instrumentals, like classical music. I love the guitar. I love piano. I love violin. Like, oh my goodness. But everything I really do, I feel like music is, it's like feelings. I'm a very passionate person. I like to try every food. I love to experience everything that I get to experience, whether it's visually, you know, even aromas. I love the scent of perfumes and flowers and everything. Like I love to experience. So when it comes to music, all of it, all of it. Perfect. Question number six, who would you say are your most favorite Disney characters? Oh, it used to be like Belle and Jasmine and Snow, well, Snow White, but you, but before and back in the day was Belle, Jasmine and Pocahontas. And then <laughs> you know, those little quizzes on, on Facebook and stuff that says like, okay, which Disney are, the are you? Ones? <laughs> yes. They told me Ariel and I was like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I was so angry. <laughs> but when it did the explain, like when it explained it to me of the whys of it, it's because I, I'm, I like to go out. I love to travel. I love the adventures. I'm always asking questions, you know, then that's what she did. And that's why I'm like her. I was like, I never saw Ariel like that. In my mind, it was just like, uh, you're just chasing after Eric. <laughs> I see, you have no voice. You can't speak. You talk to fishes. <laughs> you're disrespecting like, your father. <laughs> exactly. You're like, that's not me. But no, Ariel is that, you know, that adventurous, wants to seek a new world sort of person. Um, question number seven. What's your favorite holiday? Oh, my goodness. Holy cow. It, it should, like, click to me even that much faster, but it didn't. All the all the holidays came out at once. Oh no, liar right here. New Year's for sure. But it's it's because I love screaming Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love Happy New Year's like saying that. I love saying good morning because it's so happy. And I love saying happy birthday. Like to me, those are happy phrases. And so when New Year comes around, saying that on top of like the start of a new year and everybody having fun joining together, I mean worldwide like yes. that kind of energy worldwide energy of that hopeful promise you feel it and i love that and then seeing whether it's balloons or fireworks the visual you just feel it you see it and it's just like i'm fortunate to see another year it's just really a nice start a new start yeah. to something i love that sometimes uh, it ends up being like you know 20 oh no i know <laughs> i know don't you think back to how you were celebrating new year's like the last one and think boy i like if you could go back and tell yourself like this ain't gonna be your year <laughs> this ain't gonna be no one's year <laughs> i know don't spend all that money because you know <laughs> yeah you're not gonna use it going out <laughs> i know it's just oh my god like i regret not enjoying january february and like five days in march more oh than i did there were things where i'm like oh no i'll just do it in april oh i'll just do it in march Yes. Yes. I, I feel you. I feel you. From now on, like do everything in the moment. That's it. If, if, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's, it's really that. Um, it's sad. The only thing we can do now is laugh about it, but it's like horrible. That's what, for me, I, like, I do laugh when it comes to like, if things go bad, I, I actually laugh. Because yeah. in my mind, I'm like, well, what, can, what else can we do? I can't sit here and get mad. I can't, like, 
I rather laugh than any negative feelings because got to keep that hope, got to keep up that the positivity and look for the bright side of things. Just got to keep doing it. Yes. Uh, question number eight, what's your favorite thing from your closet that you own? Oh my goodness. Hmm. I'm all looking. <laughs> You're like, hmm. what do I have? <laughs> Jeez. Can I have anything that I like the most? That's or my even, favorite. Or even like a style of clothing, whether you're like a big fan of skirts or dresses or shorts or whatever it may be. Is it weird to say like my most favorite thing to wear like is usually like glasses? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. Hey, but if that's what it is, then that's your favorite thing. Then that's it's what it is. Weird, it's the weirdest thing. Like to me, anything could like, you could style anything with a good pair of like, you know, reading glasses or like sunglasses. Like to me, I love the look of glasses. I just love it. I don't know why I'm obsessed with it. Like I have so many pairs. I mean, granted, I have a lot of pairs of shoes, but I have so many pairs of glasses. And I think, I think that might be my thing. I like, I, I didn't think about that until you said that. I was like, wait a minute. There you go. You just found out something new about yourself today. <laughs> Uh, you question, little weirdo. <laughs> question number nine. Uh, what's your favorite food? Oh my goodness. I, I always hate when people ask that. Well, not really hate, but yeah. it's just, I love everything so much that to choose one. Oh, how horrible. Or oh, you no. can choose a few. That's perfectly fine with me. But if you have like your most favorite no oh my goodness eventually during time like i'll post a, a video or a post of all the foods that i like i'll eat everything it's not just <laughs> one thing well you know what i guess i guess if i go to certain places i do have a a thing that i go to say like okay if i go to different places i'll eat different things but if i go to same places i'm like yeah i'll have ribs or barbecue wings <laughs> nice nice and meatloaf oh okay okay so you're definitely a meat eater that's your I'm thing sorry. yes <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry for all the vegans out there <laughs> hey hey you do you you do you um oh, man, the barbecue the meat i'm just like oh it's so good <laughs> it's funny because i i don't like meat it's not my thing so uh, so in that sense, I was like, okay, we're opposite in that sense. But I mean, I still eat like, like carne asada tacos, like that I do mm. like. So I'm not like totally like anti-meat, but I like, I just don't prefer it. I'm a chicken person. Oh, chicken's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm like drool over every food. But you know, as you grow, get older, and I need to be cautious of this too, it's not because your body can't digest it as easily. You need to start changing your lifestyle. But I do love, don't get me wrong, I do, I love vegetables. I do. You go to vegan places and you go to certain places like even Indian food and everything. The to me, spices and flavor, the creations that they make, I'm like, it's so delicious. Oh, I love food so much. <laughs> there you go. You can add that to your YouTube channel. I'm very excited to see. Like, you have so many ideas, like sunglasses collections, foods you love, et cetera, reactions, you name it. Um, last question, question number 10. What's the last thing you do before going to sleep? Oh, my goodness. I hug the, I hug the puppy dogs. I really do. Like I've been throughout the quarantine of wanting to start like a new day and everything and trying to rewire the way I do things. I stay off the phone. And even though I have TV playing in the background because I have to like, I need noise to fall asleep. 
it's just the dogs. I'm like, hmm. Like I, it's being grateful for them and my life before I go to sleep. Perfect. Well said, Melina. I want to thank you so much for this interview. You have been fantastic. Um, tell the people where they can find you. Plug anything you need to plug. Oh, the easiest way to find me is at um, realmelina.com. But I'm also at Real Melina on Twitter, at Real Melina on Instagram, Real Melina on um, YouTube. Um, I'm on Cameo, Rave, Patreon. It should be at Real Melina, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll add the links. Don't worry. To the easiest way to find every link is on realmelina.com. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my God. I can't thank you enough for this interview. Honestly, you are absolutely wonderful. A pleasure to talk to. A real joy. I feel like you brightened oh. up my day for sure. Um, thank you so much, guys. Please do not forget to check out Melina on all of her social medias. Let me know what you thought of this interview by leaving a comment in the comment section below. If you enjoyed it, shared it with, share it with your friends. Do not forget to give it a like and subscribe to the channel for more awesome interviews like this one. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Bye, everyone. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please don't forget to leave me a super nice review and a five-star rating. Plus, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo for funny wrestling commentary, guest updates, silly live stuff, and more.